This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. As temperatures drop, staying inside and under the covers can sound so tempting, but not everyone is lucky enough to have that option. Thousands of Chicagoans experiencing homelessness, and sometimes the resources meant to help them fall short, which is why data on how many people are experiencing homelessness can be so valuable to help devote more resources to help them. Joining us now to discuss that count is Carolyn Back. She is the outreach coordinator at the Alliance to End Homelessness in suburban Cook County. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me here. Also with us is Doug Schenkelberg, executive director of the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. Welcome, Doug. Thanks so much for having me. I'll start with you, Carolyn. Uh, Your organization heads the annual Point in Time Unsheltered Homeless Count. What exactly is that? So the Point in Time Count is... in a volunteer event where dozens of volunteers canvas suburban Cook County to try and connect with all the people who are sleeping outside on one given night. So it's a data collection tool that is required by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which determines how much funding our continuous care receives, and it also helps to understand the landscape of homelessness for local decision-making. So in addition, it raises awareness for homelessness in our communities because so many volunteers come out. Mm -hmm. It connects with people who are sleeping outside, some of which we already have on our radar, but others, it might be their first time connecting with us. And then on that night, we also provide bags of supplies to folks who are staying outside. Those bags include, um, you know, items to help stay warm, like hats, gloves, scarves, thermal blankets, hand warmers, and then as well as other basic necessities and toiletries. And then most importantly, those folks that we connect with on that night are given the option to connect with our street specialists, street outreach specialists, uh, to talk about housing and um, do some problem solving and get connected to resources. What Cook County suburban areas does your count include? So we include all of Cook County except for Chicago. So, okay, I gotcha. Uh, And when does the count happen, Carolyn? It's going to be January, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> we had to push it back due to COVID, so it's going to be February 9th. Okay, so it, it is, uh, it is uh, delayed this year slightly. Right, yes. Now, before we, we get into numbers from, from 2021, Doug, I, I want to bring you into the conversation here. The, the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless, you count folks who are experiencing homelessness differently than the Alliance does. How so? Explain. Well, thanks for including us in this conversation. So uh, the point in time count that Carolyn explained uh, is a really important tool for understanding homelessness in Cook County and Chicago throughout the country. As Carolyn referenced, this is a national effort that's done, um, but it has its limitations. So when we look at homelessness, we rely on census data, specifically the American Community Survey, to get a fuller picture of who is homeless that Uh, allows us to not just know who might be homeless in the shelter system or on the streets in a given night, but allows us to see an estimate of people experiencing homelessness throughout the year, especially including those folks who are experiencing homelessness through being doubled up or couch surfing. Uh, That is a better way from where we're looking at it to understand the whole scope of the problem. Why do you say that? Why use this alternative method? Well, there's a couple limitations that come with the point in time count um, that ends up uh, artificially reducing um, the number of people experiencing homelessness. 
Uh, one is the fact that it is done on a given night. Um, and typically, you know, it's like this year is February 9th here in uh, our area. It's typically one of the colder nights of the year it's being done. So um, a person who might typically be living on the street might be uh, in someone's home, uh, in a friend's home, in a family member's home just for that one night to be safe from the cold. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be missing people in that context. The bigger issue is that it misses a whole population of people experiencing homelessness, which are those that are doubled up. Um, We know, particularly in Chicago, that they make up the majority of individuals experiencing homelessness uh, in our area. Um, And they're a really important group for us to understand and be able to um, point our services at. So we feel like using the census data, which census data has its own limitations, of course, but using the census data um, gives us a broader picture of how many people are experiencing homelessness and what that looks like for them. And Doug, you're including all of Chicago or is there a point where you start and stop counting? So the estimate that we do is focused on the city of Chicago and we're working on uh, creating estimates using the same methodology for other jurisdictions as well. So, Carolyn, using your organization's data, the the point in time count, what did 2021 look like for those without a home? Well, um, for 2021, we actually got an exemption for the point in time count due to COVID um, and not having the vaccine out yet. So your your last one was 2020? Yes. Um, But I pulled some recent numbers for you from our homeless management information system and according to that, um, I pulled this information for, from yesterday, actually, uh, there are 228 people who are experiencing literal homelessness, meaning that they are sleeping in a place not meant for human habitation, whether that's outside, in an abandoned building, um, you know, on a bus stop bench in the park, um, 228 people in Cook County, and that includes children. Doug, what number did your organization come up with for for last year? So because we use census data, there's a little lag in accessing the data. So the data that our current estimate utilized is the 2019 data. So it's a pre-pandemic, so that's not factored into these numbers. I see. Uh, But for looking at that number, um, it's uh, we had around 58,000 people um, in the city of Chicago experiencing homelessness. And about 70% of those people experienced it through double dumps, around 41,000 of those folks. Yeah. So, so Carolyn, you've just given us some numbers here, but, but let's talk about the human side of things, right? What does that actually mean? What is life like for these people day to day? Right. So, You know, that actually means, and that's just the number of people who are, you know, literally homeless uh, um, outside and not including folks who are staying in shelter, um, which, of course, is a lot more people. Um, And so what that looks like is, you know, people doing what they can to meet their basic needs. Um, Luckily, we have grown our street outreach program in the past you know, year and a half since COVID funding was released to double our outreach team. And we have um, been able to connect with people and, you know, outreach will go out and provide them with resources. 
But again, you know, people who are staying outside are very resilient and resourceful and, you know, find all kinds of ways to make the situation work um, while they can. And, you know, street outreach is working with them to help find a safe and stable place to go. Um, What resources are, are you talking about? Uh, so anything, anything from helping with find help with obtaining an ID to you know be able to access other resources. Um, that's you know one of the biggest factors in um, you know in this whole process and throughout all social services um, is having an ID. And so when outreach can help people obtain their ID, even if they're missing their birth certificate or anything else, that's really helpful to be able to access other resources. Um, you know, such as like Social Security and, and, all, and you know, all those other government supports. Um, but then as well as, you know, sometimes outreach can help someone connect with a family member that, you know, they haven't been able to get in contact with or, you know, they can do some mediation to help someone stay with friends um, and just a lot of problem solving to figure out the quickest way to get someone into safe and stable housing whether that's, you know, hey, I have an aunt I can stay with, but she's in Wisconsin, you know, yeah. then it could be, okay, well, you know, we can get you a bus ticket or a plane ticket to, you know, if you're going to have a safe place to go, but you just need transportation to get there, we can do that. If, and, you know, that's part of our prevention program um, where we try to divert people from, the, from needing emergency shelter in the first place. Um, but when someone's, you know, already staying outside, street outreach is working with them yeah. to, um, you know, you know, and sometimes it, it, uh, you have to build rapport to, you know, some people have had negative experiences with shelter or what have you. So just building that rapport um, and connecting with people so that they, they feel safe going to shelter or, you know, even just going from staying outside to um, a unit of their own. Right. Doug, talk about how the pandemic has affected things. Are are there limitations, for instance, uh, when living in a shelter, um, especially with COVID, as far as social distancing or what have you? Yeah. Um, when the pandemic hit, uh, a lot of adjustments were made to the shelter system to try to make the, the, the shelter safer. Uh, a big piece of that was what was referred to as decompression. So, limiting the number of people that can be in a congregate shelter so that there's more space between them, um, reducing the chances of spreading the infection, um, which is really important. But what that does is reduce the number of shelter beds because you can't get as many people uh, into a given facility. Uh, Early on, there was a lot of expansion of emergency shelters that in the city of Chicago and, and Cook County overall popped up to help make sure that at least there was the same number of shelter beds as there had been before um, the uh, uh, pandemic hit. Um, and so a lot of quick response on the part of the the city on that point. But it becomes uh, a really complicated issue for because we know that the shelter system, even pre-pandemic, never had enough beds to serve all the people that um, could use them in a given night. Are there enough um, now? Is, is there enough room for everyone who needs if, a place to sleep? If everyone who was on the street said that they wanted to go into a shelter tonight, they wouldn't be able to. We, there isn't that capacity. The city um, doesn't design their system to have that level of capacity. Uh, and so that's a real issue. Not to say that you know we expect everyone on the street on a given night to actually go into the shelter system. There's a lot of real 
um, legitimate reasons why someone who's on the street may not want to use an emergency shelter. But um, the problem is that the problem is always bigger than the resources we have to serve it. During the pandemic, the federal government has put out a lot of new money to help respond to the housing needs of folks. Um, some of them targeted specifically to people experiencing homelessness, some of it to prevent homelessness in terms of rental assistance, um, some of it to create permanent housing, um, which is all really good. Uh, the fear that we have is that as the pandemic hopefully gets into our rearview mirror, that the resources that have been put forward fade away and the problem begins to grow because we are investing the money that we need to, which in, in the fundamental thing that folks need um, is permanent housing with supports. That's what solves homelessness. They need their own place. They need a place that they can get services. Yeah. And that's get, what gets people out of it. Well, as we, we close this conversation for now, Carolyn, I'll give the last word to you. What else do these folks need? What other resources are out there for them in the meantime? Yeah. Um, you know, temporarily, you know, a solution could be going to a warming center that Cook County has. Those are typically open, you know, like nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, some hospital emergency rooms stay open overnight. For example, Rush in Oak Park um, has a room that they keep open for folks to, you know, be able to sleep in um, because, you know, like Doug said, there isn't enough shelter for everyone. Um, and then we have a centralized call center, and that number is 877-426-6515. If anybody is experiencing homelessness, they can call that number between 8.30 and 4.30, Monday and Friday, and then from 8.30 to 7, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And um, the call center can try and connect them to the resources they need. That is Carolyn Back, the Outreach Coordinator at the Alliance to End Homelessness in suburban Cook County. Also with us, Doug Schenkelberg, the Executive Director of the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.